welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're happy that you're joining us again as we continue to talk about so many different things in the life of the Catholic faith. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined, as always, by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Over here. Uh, Josh, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm yeah, doing pretty doing good. okay. Long time no see since I know. last week. It's been like uh, almost almost like three days. <laughs> <laughs> and over here, we have Matt Van Milligan. Matt, welcome to you. Hello. Yeah. Uh, Matt, have you... Uh, uh, what's been new in your life? Anything exciting? Um, the snow's starting to melt a little bit. I that's, know. That's, it's so nice, yeah. eh? That really the is. The days are getting that. longer. And they're yeah. predicting that we're not like in the middle of like second spring or something. Like yeah. we're in the actual springtime. <laughs> Do you see the light shining in the dark basement that you live in? <laughs> <laughs> is there, are there windows in your yeah, little yeah, yeah. There's there? <laughs> We joke about Matt not getting out uh, enough, right? But now that the sun's <laughs> up, we're going to get you out uh, more often because, you know, uh, there's a connection here, Josh, you know, because sometimes people feel like they're in the dark. They're in the dark. And that's what we're talking about today because today we're talking about uh, excommunication. And it's such a popular topic, uh, like that people like to talk about this. Like, what what do you have to do to get excommunicated? It's like, what do you have to do, like in a sport? Like, what yeah. do you have to do to get a penalty? To get a red card. To get right? a red like, card. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. Are there such things as yellow cards or in, <laughs> in the church? just red cards? <laughs> you know, so I like we're going to talk about this topic here and see what, what does the church do? What does someone have to do to be excommunicate, excommunicated uh, from the church. I think there's a lot of misconception about this too. And until I started looking into it, there's a couple of things that I found out just doing a little bit of research about it. But it, one of the biggest things right off the bat is a lot of people think that the church excommunicates you. Yeah. And that's the wrong notion I found out. Well, it's it's not completely right. It, it's not completely yeah, it's not right. Completely I, think, I guess right. that's the right word. Yeah. Yeah. And like it comes down to what excommunication actually means, because like a lot of people, like you, you hear, like same thing with like uh, heresy. The word is like you know, like somebody's branded a heretic, or like there's like you're kicked out, and like excommunication is like you're kicked out of the church. When that's not really what it is, or or what its what its function is at all. It it just means that you are out of communion. Excommunicate. Yeah, ex um, <laughs> coming out of communion with you know the, the universal church. So that can be as a result of a decision that you've made, a behavior that you've. You're, you're not acting in a way that, you know, is in communion. And then, you know, um, by doing so, you know, you excommunicate yourself, but there are s situations and circumstances where the church recognizes, you know, that someone has done this or someone is in this kind of yeah. de facto state. Yeah. And so, like, right off the bat, there are two types of excommunication in the church, and they both have Latin names. Uh, so the first type of uh, excommunication is called ferende, which is a Latin word for um, something to be suffered or endured. Okay. okay? And I think it's, uh, we'll give it that, that some context of what an excommunication, what the church sees excommunication as. But that's, the, that's one. And that is one that's explicitly announced by the church, right? By the church authority. Uh, so they will actually have to say, you know, this Josh, individual, you yeah. are excommunicated from the church for these reasons. So that's yeah. a ferende uh, sententia. It's a, it's a automatic. It's a uh, not automatic. It's it's something to be endured. It's a sentence to be endured. The second type of excommunication is a late sententia, which is an automatic sentence, automatic excommunication. Automatically excommunicated. Yeah. You're automatically excommunicated uh, by actions that you've done yourself. So. Uh, the church doesn't have to send you a letter or no, no. Uh, yeah. 
uh, make it public that you've done these certain things yourself. And so you've incurred that excommunication. Uh, Basically said, here's the line and you've stepped over it. Exactly. As soon as you step over this line, you're excommunicated mm-hmm. yourself. And we're going to talk about like, obviously, what does it take to, to be automatically uh, excommunicated, right? But it's really important to understand first before we even say that is like, what is the purpose of an excommunication, Yeah. right? Yeah. Is it just to say like, you're not living up to our standards and so we want you out of here? Yeah. It's... And, yeah, uh, yeah or just, a, a lot of people think that it's like this is you being kicked out of the church right but, yeah. um properly speaking it's actually a step on the way to restoring someone to full communion or like that's that's the intent or that's the agency of of the act that's that right. it's like you need to recognize that you're an error you need to recognize that this behavior actually places you outside of communion and that you know you give people a way back you give people the opportunity to repent to um, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about kind of what that process looks like. Well, I was going to just say that, that that's part of, like, so they can actually, even though we call it excommunication, people can are encouraged, I think, even under, from what I read, was to to come to church. They can't receive sacraments. We'll talk a little bit more about what it means to be excommunicated, but they're actually encouraged to come to church. Like, it's not, it's not about <laughs> uh, being kicked out of the church. In fact, it's the opposite. Like you said, it's on the way back to church and encouraged to come to church more like you're you're getting put into the rcia program again or something you know what i mean kind of like <laughs> yeah. the, you, know, you can come to mass you just can't receive the yeah. sacraments you know? back, back down to the farm team yeah <laughs> <laughs> the way I, I look at it is like you know just as someone has mortal sin let's say mm-hmm. and so they've removed themselves from the state of grace they've removed themselves from receiving the eucharist right they go to confession to uh clear up that matter to absolve yeah. their sins and and return to the state of grace in the same way, the church sees excommunication as a healing penalty, you know, as it's like, you know, both of you are dads, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to say to your children, what you've done was wrong and, yeah. and, and there are steps to take to, to make that right. percent, yeah. And that's what the church does. So the church is just kind of uh, stating something like, hey, you know, what you're doing is, is wrong. And it's also um, an invitation to right that wrong. It's not just a get out of here, see you later. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you're, you're exiled to the rest of the world for the rest of eternity. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. an official excommunication, because I, I, th- I think people think that. It's like, oh, oh yeah, 100%. You're excommunicated. You are banished from, you know. The, ever being Catholic yeah, ever again. The church you, just wants you, you out. Yeah, you're, not, you're no longer allowed in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> right? I think that's it. But, exactly. but the whole purpose of the church and Jesus and forgiveness and like we preach forgiveness. We preach about everyone uh, being a child of God and, and coming back. And if you're willing to make that, the sacrifices or the choices that you have to make to be, uh, to make your way there. Then yeah. yeah. And uh, from, it's funny because I have this conversation sometimes with, you know, my uh, Protestant friends or like pe- people who um, maybe uh, challenge my decision to to become Catholic and saying, okay, well, if you, if you hold to the Petrine text, if you hold to like you know, Peter's the Pope that like there's an authority to the church on the earth. And it's like what you what you bind on earth or will be bound in heaven is like, okay, the uh, like excommunication, does that actually like condemn people? Does that have, you know, the authority to condemn people to hell? And it's like, well, that's a misunderstanding of excommunication because it's not a condemnation to hell. It's it's an invitation to heaven. It's an invitation (laughs) to return. So here are the steps. This is the way to get back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's go through. So there's there's the one that so a competent church authority has to declare an excommunication for the first type, 
the Ferendi. Uh, so who's a competent church authority? It could be the bishop. It, the, it, the it bishop could be the bishop. It could be like uh, uh, me, the reader. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> you know, be the lector, and not and not even your parish priest. No, eh? right? so it has so to be. It has, has to be someone be has like authority. the bishop or uh, you know the pope. Cardinals from the yeah. Vatican, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. okay, so how does how does someone automatically incur incur uh, an excommunication? So the church is pretty clear, and yeah. this comes from the Code of Canon Law. So the Code of Canon Law is is uh, basically the law of the church, which binds all Catholics. Yeah, right. Does uh, does every uh, every diocese have a canon lawyer in? Pretty much, pretty close. I mean, uh, I would assume so. Yes. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. Hundred well, percent. I know that there's a lot of canon lawyers here in the Sault Ste. Marie diocese. There's yeah, two or three that I know. There's of. priests that who have had, who are canon lawyers. There's, there's yeah. also people who work in the chancery office that are canon lawyers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure every diocese does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very important. So the code of canon law binds every Catholic. Uh, so an automatic excommunication is uh, incurred by the following. Okay, there's a couple, so let's try and uh, stay on track. So, uh, number one, anyone who commits heresy, uh, apostasy, or is a schismatic. Okay. okay? So, so heresy yeah, is quite that. straightforward, I think. Yeah. Eh? Like someone... How would you Ooh. define it? It is, yeah. So, so heresy, like the, <laughs> you got excited. No, no, no. I, like, yeah, hey, the, I actually learned something about heresy. That's yeah. awesome. So that, like, heresy, like the classic definition of heresy is um, holding to uh, a teaching that is in opposition to the teaching of the church and persisting in that in that belief after you've been corrected. So, like, right. the, that's that's something that, like, um, it's not just having a wrong idea. It's once you've been corrected, once you've been kind of um, you just keep going down that road. Encountered yeah. the the right, to, you persist in that error. Um, I've recently found that, uh, uh, learned uh, that uh, a kind of subordinate definition is persisting in doubt um, of one of the, the dogmatic truths oh, of the church. Interesting. That, that, can, that can also qualify for uh, heresy, which is, yeah, I, a weird thing to get excited about. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun hey, to learn. You're excommunicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's fun to learn things. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's heresy, apostasy. Apostasy would be someone who has renounced yeah. their faith. Right? We talked about it a little bit before about people like writing their bishop and saying, because of this that was in the news or that's in the news, I am rejecting my Catholic faith. Right. Well, that just makes sense if excommunication is out of communion with the church, right? If they are, if they're. It's automatic because you've done it to you yourself. Did, you did it yeah. to yourself. Like, like yeah. It's like me saying, I am no longer a Blue Jays fan. You know, like, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm no longer in the Blue Jays family. But there's a difference between someone like, you know, uh, we talked about people who just don't practice their faith, who yes. have removed themselves yes. from the life of the church, and someone officially saying, like, that is it. I renounce my faith. Yeah. You know, that, there's a difference between someone who's just, you know, who, who's made it official. I was going to say, let, letting their faith lapse and exactly. someone who's actually terminated the contract. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and schismatic. So that was apostasy. We talked about heresy. Schismatics. So what would be so, a good way to explain this? Yeah. Uh, schismatics? Somebody who deliberately contributes to or promotes division within the church, I would say. Right. Ooh, that's interesting. Who causes schism yeah. is where the yeah. word comes. Yeah. That would be interesting because that would be something that, I mean, we've talked about it recently about the Latin mass and everything else. There, We would be playing awfully close to certain blurred lines there. Yeah. When it comes to that, and then and like where some of the societies that I know of have come into play, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, recent recent examples of, of of people who've been kind of chastised under these 
are, are people who have, uh, yeah, um, formed those more divisive communities. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, that's canon law. If you are looking up canon law, that's 1364, uh, number 1364 in canon law. So apostasy, heresy, and schismatics. The next way you can incur a penalty of automatic excommunication is very obvious, and this probably should be at the top of the list, maybe, I don't know, the desecration yeah, okay, hey, of the Eucharist. Yeah, 100%. The desecration of the Eucharist, which just saying that makes me sad. Yeah. Hey. It's It hurts. It hurts. It happens. <laughs> it hurts the though. whole. It happens. I can tell you as a priest, it happens. People, um, so let me just, maybe I'm going to go off on a, on a tangent here, yeah. because I, I know in, in our parish, for example, a uh, number a couple of years ago, you know, like we, I made this change where you can't just come up. It, it was the practice in the parish to just come up and with a pix. You know what a pix is? Yeah, it's yeah. like that gold little. You can hold uh, Jesus in, and, and you can take like Jesus to go. <laughs> take <laughs> yeah, out Jesus. That yeah. was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a to go Jesus. Yeah, and and people I didn't know, people uh, sometimes not even from our community or whatever, were coming forward with these pixes. And, and asking two please or three please or whatever. And you don't know where that's going. And and so we made a sharp change to that practice uh, starting the, I think it was the first Sunday of Advent that year, where it was like, no, if you if anyone is taking the Eucharist out of this building, we need to know who you are. Know that you're going to respect it. We need to know where it. you are bringing it. Yeah. And you need to have the permission to do so, right? So no one, you know, no random can just, so you have to, you sort of have to pre-register and let us know and we have to know you and all that stuff. There's even like, we we, we go through what the steps of how, like I, I remember I was there one time when you were talking about um, you need to leave the church immediately. Uh, you know, it's no no longer yeah. hanging around or going to Coffee Sunday with Jesus in your pocket. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, like, for, like, those who, for those who were actually taking the Eucharist to the sick that's right. and the shut-in. And that's, I should actually clarify that. So why people were coming up with the picks is to take it for the sick and the shut and they weren't that's just, right. you know. But after we made that change, yeah. you started to see a yeah. number of people just stopped coming because they were bringing it home to people who just weren't coming to Mass. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Um, anyways, Jesus to I, go. got a, I told you I was going on a tangent. It was a tangent. <laughs> and the, the reason we have every duty, especially as the pastor of a parish, uh, to protect the Eucharist, because it has happened, I've seen it happen, where people steal the Eucharist from parishes and take it to participate in some sort of um, black mass or sacrilegious uh, ceremony of some sort. It's It should appall every single Catholic, it should appall every single Christian, any person of goodwill, that there's something sacred in our religion is desecrated like that, and especially for us, the Eucharist. Like it, it, so we have to take steps to do that. So yes, the desecration of a Eucharist is an automatic excommunication. Which just makes sense. Again, yeah. if we believe that that's the body of Christ, then you're torturing him again. Yes. Like, or however, you're desecrating him. On, you know, so... Okay, the next one is uh, don't try this, Matt, because I know you thought of it uh, sometimes. I'm just kidding. Uh, a person who physically attacks the Pope. <laughs> I got to you know? be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, we know. So th- we laugh at this, but there is an actual example in our history, mm-hmm. uh, recent history, of, the, That's right. of the guy who uh, shot at the Pope. Of course. And what I love about that is kind of a perfect example of excommunication. I'm sh- like he excommun- uh, immediately excommunicated himself when he tried to shoot the Pope. Yeah. Um, however, the Pope visited him in prison. Like he was in prison and he was caught, but he visited him. I I, I can't remember how often, but it was a it was on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then became like his confessor and like you know like it was it was a 
a beautiful transition. Now. Yeah, that was May of 1981. 1981. That, uh, John Paul II got he, shot. Yeah, and but, uh, so we laugh at that, but that actually happened. Yeah, so and, there's and, a and reason. We should clarify. Yeah. Uh, we, I was I was more laughing at Matt. I, I wasn't <laughs> laughing at the idea of physically attacking the Pope. You know, so people have tried it, of course, and that's just in our recent history. Like, like that's in our. Yeah. Well, I wasn't alive in 1981, in case you were wondering at home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's in our recent history. In in long term history, you know, where the popes were more like you try and get near the pope today. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, there's a whole security team. Yeah, uh, you know, and whatever. But back like a thousand years ago, then when fights would break yeah. out about certain things, you know, there were uh, it, you had much easier access uh, to the pope, right? So that is another one. So physically, a person who physically attacks uh, the pope. I should actually add in there a priest, maybe just for my sake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, okay, the next Fu- future popes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the next one is here. Uh, speaking of uh, priests, is a priest who, in confession, solicits another to violate the sixth commandment, and that's Canon Law thirteen seventy eight. And what is the sixth commandment? <laughs> Remember we went through them? I know. <laughs> yeah. So someone who violates the sixth commandment is uh so you're you're basically uh, before we went on the air. <laughs> our producer was saying so what? Priests who have an affair with someone and then absolve them of their sins uh, of that affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, so that would be the it's most like obvious a loophole. <laughs> it's like a loophole. Yeah. It's not a loophole. Like I'll participate in this sin of of lust or Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and that, and but then, then I'll absolve but then you, but we'll be fine. You of that. That's automatic automatic excommunication. That's how serious uh, wow. the, the church uh, takes that. Okay, uh, the next one is a bishop who consecrates another bishop without papal mandate. Oh. So you yeah. can't just go make your own, you can't go ordain. That uh, makes sense bishop. because then uh, like the, if without, without the authority of the church behind you, you know what I mean? You can't just consecrate. Otherwise, some schismatic bishop, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. could just go and create their whole, like, a yeah. whole horde of bishops Exactly, and if we have time, there's examples of that. Yeah. that we'll, there is, uh, eh? We'll okay, to. okay. Okay, the next one is a priest, again. So a lot of these are against uh, clerics, right? A priest who violates the seal of confession. This is very serious. I, I gotta be honest with you, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, and you should. Like, yeah. Catholics, Catholics should feel safe in the confessional. I, you know? like, like, so that's why that the, the court of law can't force a priest to um, say what was said in confession because by it by doing that by forcing them to say something, then they are in in a way excommunicating themselves from the church. That's why like their penalty is separating themselves immediate in a, uh, excommunication. Yeah. Like and they know that that's why they can't they don't do it. Yeah, and in recent years, I don't know if we talked about this on another episode, uh, but uh, recent years there has been courts around the world that are trying to get priests to violate the seal of confession. You know and and the priests, God bless them, uh, and you know I would do the same. <laughs> Given the situation, they're like, okay, we'll go to jail then. Yeah, like yeah. send us in jail for my faith. For yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, which is beautiful. I, I, I do like that see. one. I mean, the other ones are kind of horrible. To me, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay, next one uh, is a person who procures an abortion, and that's Canon thirteen ninety eight. Okay, so. Someone who, who's uh, had an abortion. See, this is a big one, and I think this we haven't had the abortion uh, talk on this show yet. We, it's coming we, up. I know it's coming up. It's coming up. We, we've talked a little bit about it, and we know that what the Catholic Church is teaching is on it, and that they do never, uh, abortion's never permitted. And we're going to talk about the ins and outs of that on another show. Yeah. Um, but just the fact by, by um, 
having an abortion, you excommunicate yourself. And that's part of like, because you are killing, mm-hmm. right? And you are, you are, you're violating that. And to go along with yeah. that one is the last one. Well, it goes along with that one, but also all the other one. It says, uh, so this is how another automatic excommunication, accomplices who were needed to commit an action that has an automatic excommunication penalty. So, so you, any of those things we just mentioned, like desecration of the Eucharist, attacking the Pope, heresy, all that stuff, any accomplices to those things are also automatic, uh, excommunic- automatically excommunicated, which would also be in the case of an abortion. So like driving someone to an abortion or advising them to get an Forcing abortion them or to helping do it, them to do a doctor it. involved, all yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So those are automatic excommunications. Now let's uh, be clear that... Um, we, in order for a penalty be to be considered, right, for an automatic excommunication yes. to... There are three rules? Yes. Okay. So you have three to be criteria. at least 16 years old. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this is for all the automatic excommunications, right? You have to be at least 16 years old. You have to know that your that the action you were committing was a violation of church law. Like if you did not know that you were in violation of church law, some of them are more... Obvious, like if you yeah. were desecrating the Eucharist, yeah, you would think that that would be again. Or if a, you were or gonna, a priest breaking a seal confession, yeah, they, you they would know. attack the Pope. Yeah. You would have to know <laughs> that that's wrong, right? But maybe there are people out there who don't know that abortion, for example, is wrong. Yeah, you know, or violates church law. And the last one, so you have to be sixteen. You have to know the action was a violation of church law. And the last one is you have to have had acted freely without the threat of force or grave fear, have the use of reason and not have acted mistakenly. So those are the... So if I accidentally punch some guy in the bar and happens to be the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If someone, <laughs> someone backed into you yeah, and you're it, like, hey, it, boom. Yeah. And, and, oh, and you're like, pope. holy father. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that would have been a mistake. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great example. I, uh, if you ever go to a bar and see the holy father... Text me. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, the thing I love about the podcast is that it gives us real life concrete examples of how to <laughs> how to avoid these things. But uh, but like practically speaking, like it's the the criteria. Like there's there's a real kind of parallel between um, just kind of the criteria for mortal sin that it's like in a kind of a small like a small ex communicator. Like the things that we we know we you know we know they're wrong. We commit them deliberately and not yeah. under compulsion or. Um, you know, the things that place us outside of you know, full communion that, you know, um, the path back, and I'm sure we'll get to kind of what the, the path back for this automatic excommunication is, you know, being restored to communion in the church. And that's well, the whole yeah, point, right? Yeah. It, it's to say like, hey, what what you've done here requires a little bit of reflection on on your actions uh, and needs to be, it needs to be brought back, right? Like, so it's like, you know, the reading the scripture of the lost sheep, you know, Jesus goes and finds those lost sheep, but you got to be told in some of these situations that what you're doing is wrong. You know, we do that in friendships. We do that in family, you know, people call us on things. So that's, it's basically the church uh, declaring that, Hey, we want you to come back uh, to a state of grace, to a state of, of living in the fullness of the Catholic faith. Right. And so that's the point of an excommunication. If you are under uh, an excommunication, there are uh, things that, you know, there are consequences. So you're not to receive the sacraments. You're in, you're in violation of the law, right? You're in violation of, yeah. of the church. You're not in communion. Yeah. So you're not to, to uh, receive uh, the sacraments and uh, 
you're not too uh, there's a, there's a whole bunch of things actually like you you can't exercise any ecclesiastical offices or ministries or functions if you're a priest right or or you can't gain indulgences uh, you know you can attend mass and you can participate in the liturgy you, of the hours you just can't receive the sacrament yeah I'd, and and additional measures can be made eh like they could make additional measures like say because of your actions uh you, at this time you can't be a godparent for at a baptism. You can't, uh, you know. So they can add more. And it, it, it depend on who and what, where, when, why. But exactly. these are kind of more automatic. What we're talking about. These are the automatics. The automatic excommunications. These are what you need to do to get back in. How? So who 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 yeah. uh, regulates that? Who? Yeah. Allows so that? once you've shown once you've shown like a, a true repentance, let's say, yeah. if it's uh, if it's a excommunication that's been directed by the bishop or, yep. the, or the Vatican, uh, they are the ones that have to remit it. Gotcha. If it's an automatically incurred excommunication, that can be remitted during the sacrament of penance. During confession. Okay? Okay. But you have to tell the priest, like you have, to, you have to confess those sins. The priest will ask those questions, you know. Yeah. Uh, Do you realize you that? Do you realize that, yeah. that? So, you know, we'll we'll understand if you've been under the penalty of an automatic excommunication, and and the priest can remove that penalty uh, in confession. Now, in some parts of the world, like do you remember five years ago we had the year of mercy? Yeah, yeah. And the Pope gave priests permission across the world to remove this uh, excommunication for abortion yeah. and for other uh, other excommunicable offenses. Yeah. I had to stop and say that, yeah. <laughs> um, and here in Canada, we were like, well, I shouldn't say we. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I thought we had the authority to do that already. And so some local dioceses and some uh, conferences of bishops do give the authority just as a general, you know, yeah. clean, like a general slate sort of thing that priests can remove that excommunicable offense, right? And, and other bishops, other... In other parts of the world, that's just not the tradition, yeah. right? So you, yeah. so at one point, you had to go to the bishop. Yeah. You had to go to confess those things to a bishop, you know? So now they've kind of said, no, after the year of mercy, it's become more common that those things can be cleared <laughs> up in the um, confessional with, with your priest. Yeah. yeah. A little side note, one time, a long time ago, I came into an absolutely random church I was doing a retreat in, and there was a priest with his collar and everything else, right before Mass. And I was like, okay, we got a half hour before Mass. This is perfect. I was like, hey, Father, I just want to go to confession. Can you, you know? And he's like, I'm, I'm kind of, I was like, ah, if you got a little bit of time, you can't refuse me, can you? Oh, and my then, God. Because and, and so, I really wanted just to kind of get going. And I was on the road. I was doing missionary work and stuff. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, come in. And so as we, I went to confession with him. It was awesome. It was great. It happened uh, that we then went to Mass. He had like 20, 30 minutes to still, still get ready for Mass. But... Um, Afterwards, I walked out and I was sitting there with my team that we were, I was doing missionary work with. And all of a sudden, they announced that the bishop was here. And guess who I cornered to do confession for me? Oh my it happened gosh. to be the bishop of the diocese. And I was so <laughs> embarrassed. Just more of that, yeah. I took up his I was like, no, you can't refuse me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. But uh, like he might have thought, like, oh, man, he's got a real sore sin. He wants to confess to me today. <laughs> it to it just so happened that you had three or four yeah, ex excommunicable offenses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, happened to be on that yeah. one. Oh, if I would have known, I would have pulled goodness. out the other list. You know, yeah. I was keeping. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, coming back to your, your list of, you know, the things that qualify for right. excommunication. In some cases, especially those like uh, when you're talking about like apostasy and like those, yes. those kind of bigger ticket yeah. um, excommunic excommunicable yeah. Uh, offenses that uh, 
Like in some cases, if it is something that requires a process that involves the bishop or something, they may ask you to make further reparations or to, you know, um, in the case of, you know, heresy or like false teaching, like you publicly recant those exactly in the, in josh's case he buys the pope a beer like <laughs> there's that. yes yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. sorry for yeah. punching yeah. you here yeah. 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 yes that's a very good point and i think it's also worth mentioning too that you know people might look at excommunication and be like oh big deal i'm uh, i can't receive the eucharist or something like that well i'm not going to church anyways or whatever <laughs> but excommunication is also um sort of a declaration that it's not just about not receiving the sacraments but it's but it's also being removed from the sort of fellowship of the grace we receive at at baptism, right? Yeah. Like you're being a sort of uh, you know the the Christian of the Christian family, the family of Christ. Now we're sort of removing ourselves from from that uh, friendship, if you will, from that fellowship, yeah. right? So it's it's a it's a big deal. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, what uh, could you name a couple of people who were uh, excommunicated uh, that we know, like famous people? I know you were saying, Actually, yeah. Well, I, no, <laughs> well, like, you know, Bob? the famous example, and I, I don't, I don't know if we have time to get into it, but uh, Galileo is is the one that people hold up as, oh, he yeah. was excommunicated from the church, and yeah. uh, like yeah. technically he wasn't excommunicated; he was exiled. He was allowed to continue to write. He was uh, like, yeah. he was permitted all these things, but you know, you'd ask. Just a general person, and like you know, he was burned at the stake, or he was yeah, like, yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, I totally believe um, yeah, yeah, burned no, at the stake. That, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, and uh, like it's actually a really um, mixed bag for why he was, um, because it it had very little to do with what he actually taught, and a lot to do with kind of an ego, yes. um, battle between struggle. him and the and and the Pope at the time. You, you know what's funny is that most uh, excommunications in the last, I don't know, uh, couple centuries, yeah. I guess, have been for religious, have been like priests, yeah. uh, religious people for disobedience of the Holy See, coming up with their own uh, teachings of the church. You know, back in 2007 in Canada, uh, the Canadian bishops announced a decision by the Vatican that there was a community called the Community of the Lady of All Nations. And at first, like in the 1970s, this was sort of a, a group that was said like, hey, this is a good Catholic group. It's a mystic group and all these things. And uh, they have good prayer. But then the, the foundress of that community started telling people that she was the reincarnation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes. And it took like, also, I, this is also a good time probably at the end of our episode to say that excommunications by the Vatican or your bishop sometimes don't happen like that. No, no. Because I know for that one in, in particular, there was a six-year investigation yeah. uh, in this community. And the Vatican finally declared an excommunication uh, for, their, for their heresy. And the Canadian bishops announced it in Canada. If you belong to a part of this, then you are excommunicated. Exactly. So by putting yourself into this group, you are excommunicating yourself from the church. Yeah, so pretty serious. And I can yeah. think of a couple uh, uh, a couple of uh, examples where bishops, uh, especially in recent years, you know, there's a, a group of uh, apostates, I would say, and and definitely heretics, I guess. In, in, and I'm using the canon law language. I'm not, uh, you know, judging or name calling. But, you know, they would go, there was a bunch of ladies, a bunch of women who would go out into the boat uh, and be ordained priests by uh, a bishop or something yeah. like that. You know, that all, you know, these people are all excommunicated from the church because they've clearly defied in a public way. Uh, you know, people who pretend to uh, celebrate the sacraments or people who, priests who have been 
uh, excommunicated and continue to sort of celebrate. simulate the celebration of the sacraments. Like these are all problems that happen. They might not happen in your hometown or or whatever, but this is why the church has excommunication. I know people joke like, "Oh, you better not do that. They don't want the church to excommunicate you." But it's not like it's not like a willy nilly thing where it's no. like the church no, is throwing it's, out it's excommunications. Serious. It's for serious. Uh, and it's kind of important to look at too some of the some of the some of our most recent saints as well. I'm, I'm thinking things like Padre Pio or. Some of the saints, uh, Saint Teresa, Therese of Lisieux, or, or some, uh, a couple others uh, that I think of off the top of my head, a lot of them um, actually became saints through their obedience to superiors. And sure. so it's something that's highlighted, meaning if, if all of a sudden the bishop says, don't do this, even if he is wrong, <laughs> like in the case, let's say of Padre Pio, I'm going to use them, his superiors said, don't do this. And so he listened. Yeah. And he listened to them. And and then all of a sudden he started getting the gift of bilocation or some yeah. other things that were happening. Like God was gracing him beyond the shadow of a doubt. And his superiors kept putting more and more restrictions on him. And he kept listening, but God kept granting him other gifts. And he became the great saint that he is today because of it. You know what I mean? So just kind of showing you like, even even if your superior is saying something that you don't totally agree with, by the obedience, God will bless you through that. So true. We could do a whole other episode uh, on, <laughs> on uh, obedience and disobedience and people who are excommunicated and their stories, yeah. right? And of course, remember, people who are excommunicated by the church, uh, th- like a lot of them, you know, some of them are famously excommunicated yeah. and some of them are famously repentant mm-hmm. too, like yeah. come back to the church. Yeah. Uh, that's all the time we've okay. kind of we've excommunicated our time slot here. Uh, yeah. So uh, if anyone has any questions or comments, uh, you could uh, send them send them to us by email at the Catholic Buzz Podcast at gmail.com or you can leave comments right on our YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram pages for Josh Sullivan and Matt Ben Milligan. My name is Father Daniele, and we'll see you next time on the Catholic Buzz.